Right, well, we're here. First episode of Fresh Cut, an insightful podcast, vodcast, with our main guy, Tim. Tim, welcome to the show. This is your brainchild. This is your baby. Uh, I'm just along here for the ride, along with the rest of the audience. So please kind of give us an idea of who you are and 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 why Fresh Cut. What's what's the idea behind the content? Well, thanks, Matt. It, it's really for you guys, the golf fans, uh, especially right now with uh, Phil winning yesterday. It was just such an amazing thing for the game. It's it's rivaled what Tiger did back mm-hmm. when you know he was winning so much. I mean, it drove so much into the golf industry and. I come out of the golf industry. I was a golf course superintendent for almost 30 years. I was in the business uh, for almost 38 years. Um, so I've really grown up with um, this thing we call golf. It's It's been my life. It's paid off my house and educated my children. And uh, it's been a wonderful outlet for me um, as far as playing the game of golf. I, all of my friendships and, well, not all of my friendships, but so many of my friendships and circles of influence have come out of golf. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't uh, for this game, I, I don't know what I'd be doing. I'd probably be selling real estate or something like that or be a stockbroker. But I think I'd probably would have jumped out of a window if I had <laughs> done that kind of work. Uh, but uh, so I, I want to bring something new uh, to this space because um, if you go online, you're going to find flyovers of golf courses. There's so many really great um, vodcasts and, and YouTube channels uh, flying over great golf courses with golf course architects narrating our people that just love the game or amateurs that um, are, you know, kind of amateur architects. They'll do the flyover with you. Guys will go out and they'll go up to some really remote golf course out in the middle of nowhere. And they'll, they'll play the golf course and try to break a certain number. They'll go out with their buddies. And so a lot of that fan driven stuff that you see on, on YouTube uh, I, I think is great because I'm on it all the time. But there's one thing that's missing, and that is the perspective of where does all of that come from? Mm-hmm. Where does Augusta National get the resources to d- develop what they do on TV? Mm-hmm. How do they do that? I mean, it is so perf- absolute perfection. But you got, you know, Oakmont Country Club back in Pennsylvania. You know, we'll talk, you know, maybe about, you know, those greens rolling during U.S. Open it. 13 feet, eight inches on the stint meter. Well, I want you to know what a stint meter is. I want you to know how it works. I mean, this is an interesting thing, but most people really don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's very scientific. No, it's not. It's very simple. And usually the simpler things are the better things. And mm-hmm. so the concept is I want to give you the ability to pull back the curtain uh, to the other side of what golf is, which is that surface that you guys play on, that you gals play on. You know, how did we get those greens to do that? I mean, how do we trick this turf grass into growing it a tenth of an inch or below and still keep it alive during summer heat with, you know, mm-hmm. 150, 200 people stomping all over it all day long? I mean, so those are interesting the, things. This is why it's called Fresh Cut. Yeah. Not only are you getting, you know, the the know-how and the, the behind-the-curtain aspect like you mentioned, but you're getting fresh new content once a week. Right. With with insightful guests that are in the industry, whether it be superintendents. Um, I know we've got a couple of PGA golfers um, that are on the lineup for for the first season. So yep. that's really exciting. Um, a couple of pros um, that manage the golf course yep. um, are in the lineup as well. So 
you know, Fresh Cut has a lot of a, yeah. a different take on the name, right? So I thought it was a really creative idea, and I'm excited to kind of be on this ride with you. Well, thank you. I I think some some of the stuff that that goes on behind the scenes, I I think that uh, golfers have a, a keen interest in everything about the game. At least the guys that I play golf with, and I and I'm going to give a little plug here. I play at the Goat, also known as Goat Hill Park in Oceanside, and mm-hmm. John Ashworth has done an amazing job of transforming that place. He's been so committed and has been such a visionary about transforming this kind of really tough piece of property on the side of a hill off the freeway in Oceanside into just an incredible shot maker's paradise. And um, he's he's improved the conditioning, he's pr- improved the design. Um, he has a thing called the Wishbone in November, I think, where Charlie Hoffman comes out and Dean Wilson. Um, and, um, I think, uh, Xander Shoffley mm. has been out and played a couple of times. Wow. Um, and Jeff Ogilvie won last year with a hole in one on the first playoff hole. And so wow. Goat Hill Park is just an incredible thing. And those guys that I play golf with, I mean, they're wearing all of John's stuff. They've bought all in, they're helping him, um, kind of bring back sort of this golden age of golf mm-hmm. where, you know, you might have a rugged lie. It's not going to be perfect, but you better learn how to hit that shot. And if you don't, it's called getting goaded. Yeah. You know, you just got goaded. If you hit it to the wrong side of a hole, you know, you're, you might be a hundred yards away from your objective just by missing a shot by, by two yards. And so when I go out and play with these guys, you know, a lot of them know I have a background in this Mm -hmm. and they have questions. They're interested. Uh, My best friend, Kevin Keenest, who runs Aviara uh, is an avid, avid golfer, very good player. Um, college played college football. He was a running back in college, but he's oh, wow. adapted to golf and yeah. just eaten up with it. And I know so many professional athletes for the club that I, the club that I worked at uh, for all of those years. Um, they're just eaten up with the game. They mm-hmm. just love it. And so I think we might be at the highest high of golf, maybe in the history of the game right now. Mm-hmm. And I, mean, I got to tell you, sort of, it's been driven by COVID. Mm. Crazy. Yeah, I was going to ask you. So, what what kind of um, what are some unintended consequences of the pandemic on the industry of golf? Like, you know, I watched the the PGA Championship yesterday, and I'm I'm a huge, obviously, I'm a basketball fan, six ten, right? But um, yeah, well, the one thing that's in common is that you start to see crowds starting to come back. Right. You're you're watching a basketball game like the Madison Square Garden last night. There was fans in stands. Um, watched PGA yesterday when Phil won. There was they mobbed the crowd at, you know, the 18. They just even Kepka was complaining that he got dinged. Right. <laughs> so like how has the the consequences of the pandemic um, affected the golf industry? And then what do you what do you see in the future? Is it coming back? Like, what do you, what are you kind of, what are your thoughts on that? Well, that it's interesting. You talk about it coming back, but I, I, I'll go back to Phil's win yesterday, just watching him fight his way through the crowds. There was a couple guys actually jumped on his back. If oh, you wow. watch it really yeah. closely, he hits his shot. He starts to walk kind of this down the slope and the, the crowd is just, they've gone crazy because he's just, you know, he's become the oldest guy to ever win. A major, I think. Well, the, Julius. The Boris. last thing you want to do is jump on an old guy's back. Right? Yeah. Well, Phil's a big dude. He's a big, strong guy, so I think he can handle it. But you know, there Shout was out like to Phil. Sorry, Phil. Phil. <laughs> Two or three of these guys like jumped on him, like they just wanted to touch him. You know, it was yeah. almost like Bobby Jones 
you know, back at the open yeah. in 1929 when he was an amateur and you, you look and you see these crowds of a hundred thousand people coming up the fairway mm-hmm. and it was almost scary because you don't know who's in that crowd and Phil's having to fight his way through and Brooks Kepka had to fight his way through. Yeah. So people have been pinned in, people have been able to play golf. Um, they've been get, be able to get out. It's one of the few activities for the first few months of the pandemic where they could actually get out. You couldn't go on horse trails or couldn't go on walking trails. You couldn't go to the beach and stand on the beach by yourself, mm. but you could go play golf. And they pulled the flag sticks out and sometimes they didn't have a hole cut, but at least you could go out and hit the golf ball and enjoy nature and go on a good walk spoiled, right? Which yeah. is what Mark, Mark Twain called golf. But what I think COVID has done for the game has, it has breathed new life into it because coming into this, we were kind of um, maybe a little bit stagnant. Golf was mm-hmm. a little bit stagnant, you know, and, um, I, I've told all my friends in the industry, as Tiger goes, so goes the golf industry. So mm-hmm. it's very healthy for Tiger to win because it it turns into new golf courses. It turns into new gear and equipment and everything. So it's super important that we have our stars. You know, I'm a big hockey fan, you know. Mm-hmm. You got to have the Sidney Crosbys. You got to mm-hmm. have those kinds of players that drive that drive the other parts of the game, which is the industry yeah. of the game. It's like LeBron in the NBA or Steph Curry in the, yeah. in the NBA, right? Yeah. They the NBA goes with, yeah. you know, their, their kind of their stratosphere, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, think about it. the digital, the digital properties that are coming out of that, because a lot of the sports cards, sports cards, you know, you get a Wayne Gretzky rookie card, you know, it's probably worth $150,000 right now. Well, now mm. that's all digitized. Yeah. So yeah. it's giving way to NFTs. all kinds of, yeah. yeah, NFTs. So it's giving way to all kinds of new technology. Uh, but for golf, it drove pure rounds of golf. It drove, right now it's construction. I talked with David McClay Kidd, the architect, uh, who's, who did Bandon Dunes. He did the Castle Course, uh, St. Andrews. And he is maxed out. He can't do any more work. He's not taking on any new work because I have some work for him possibly to do here coming up in a couple of months on a consulting thing that I'm doing. And he told me, I, well, you're going to have to give me some time because I'm, I'm maxed. I'm looking to hire people because I cannot keep up with the demand. He's got projects going on overseas. He's got projects going on here. Well, prior to the pandemic, they weren't building any new golf courses. They were doing some renovations, some new irrigation systems, rebuilding some tees and things like that. But people were a little bit scared because people weren't participating in the game. Well, now you've got more women playing. You've got more kids playing. The club that I just left, boy, I'll tell you, the families that were out there, it was crazy. There's some detriment to that as, as well because the golf courses are getting beat up. And mm-hmm. so this end of the game, you know, talking about the play and everything else, my side is what is the golf course feeling? Mm-hmm. How are we going to recover from this? And a lot of people aren't thinking about it, but the asset is actually degrading right there in front of you. And one of the biggest things was the golf cart traffic because you couldn't ride in a golf cart with someone else. Yeah. So if you had four guys, you had four golf carts. Uh, well, golfers don't think about that. Yeah. But the golf course superintendent is sitting in his uh, vehicle, you know, from afar, just watching this go on, and there's four people in four carts. That's double the traffic, which is compaction on the soil. It's wear and tear on the turf. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some kind of payment coming in the way of renovation in order to get that to recover. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just happen by magic. And there's a lot of people in the golf industry that don't want to do that because they're taking advantage of all these rounds. So it's almost like a paradox. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's wow. a difficult thing. Well, that's, I mean, that's, 
you know, I would have never thought about that because I'm just a hack golfer, right? So me and three guys getting getting around and we're like, okay, everybody gets a cart. And yeah. it feels like the game would be sped up just because it I is. got a cart, it goes straight to my ball. It is. He, go, he goes straight to his ball, boom, we hit, and then it's just like boom. Right. But the other side of it, what detriment it's doing to the course, yeah. I, I never would have thought that. Yeah. And this is what's exciting about the content on this show is that you're going to hear from professionals and individuals where yeah. you know you get a different insight, a different take on, on the game of golf, which right. is which is exciting stuff. Yeah, well, care of the course. We'll talk about care of the course. We'll talk about you know why things are the way they are. You know, fairways are too hard. The greens are too soft. The the bunkers I got fried egg lies, or they're just too hard on the bottoms, and I can't get my club through it. Well, I'm going to help you relate to. Um, those conditions and get a hold of your friendly neighborhood golf professional to get you better at the game to deal with those conditions because the field of play changes every day Mm -hmm. and the golfer's got to be able to adapt to that. It's a game. It's an art form. I mean, you watched Phil yesterday hitting shots out of stuff. Well, because he practices, he works on those things. He's anticipating those kinds of things. He doesn't blame it on the golf course. He adapts his game to fit what's going on on the field of play, which changes every single day. Mm-hmm. And I know golfers have uh, had members that I've worked for that, you know, they get upset. Uh, the, I'll give you an example. I had a, a, a gentleman that uh, was a member at my, the club I worked at for many years and he was a great guy, but he had this temper on him and he was in the bar and he called me and he said, get your ass up here. I'm so pissed off about the bunker on the left side of number four. So I grabbed my Hogan 56 wedge, which I'd played with, you know, since I was in my late teens and I said, I'll meet you on number four green. I got some golf balls and I want you to bring your sand wedge with you. So he met me up there. I have five golf balls with my Hogan 56 and he brought his sand wedge. And I said, okay, Ken, I want you to tell me what you did here. He says, well, I, you know, the hole was right there. And I, so let me show you. So he, he hit a shot and it went over the green and he hit another shot. He says, you see how hard these bunkers are? They're so compact that I can't get the, the club head under the ball. And I gave him my Hogan 56 and I looked at his wedge and I just let him hit a couple of shots with my Hogan 56 and he knocked every one of them within 10 feet of the hole. And the, the simple issue was he had too much bounce on the bottom of his, of his, his wedge yeah. and it was just bouncing off the bottom of that hard packed sand underneath and it was an equipment change. But it's his responsibility to identify that that's part of the art of this game which guys like Phil, of course, he's a tour pro. He's a different guy altogether. Mm-hmm. But it's his responsibility to, to adapt to what the golf course is giving him and to recognize it and make the change. Hmm. And so I introduced that to him. And he was already almost 80 years old, and it took him his entire golfing life to figure that out. Well, I cannot wait for the upcoming season. We're going to figure a lot of things out. I and so. so I am super stoked for all the content that we're going to deliver all the guests that we have lined up, it's going to be an amazing, fresh cut season one. Yep. Um, and I'm so thankful for you to allow me to go on this journey with you. Yep. And, you know, we're going to have some great times. We're going to have some great laughs. We're going to have some insightful content. So, Tim, some thank cool you guests. so much. Yeah, and some yeah. great guests. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you, Matt, for setting it up. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you next next episode. All right.